Normally, we'd be breaking down the first section, but we're not even going to break down the first section. Nah, nah. We're just going to go into round two. We're going to round two, baby. So, but yeah, You're... why don't we just go into round two? Let's do it. All right. Peace. So, uh, man, that... you, there, are, there are children in this background here. Oh, there are kids here, too. There are kids here as well. Okay, good. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's fine. I feel like yeah. every um, every podcast that I listen to lately, they're You're always right. making that. Yeah, they're like, oh, that was my dog. That was my kid. Like, you know. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I guess we're back. Yes, How's we are. Be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is, like a, this is a part two, right, mm-hmm. with... with uh, with my dear friend Zabe Bent, uh, because we got into it a little bit uh, before. And uh, for the people who know me, I'm a nerd and I was an engineer and I do like have a real love for neighborhoods and all that stuff. And so getting sort of the skinny on some, like what the, the sort of like, to me, the artistic sort of representation of what a neighborhood is, the sort of like the philosophical and the psychological and what one does as uh as i'm going to just say like a, as a designer or as a person who um who creates in a way neighborhoods and spaces and places where people live we can look at it as this you know sort of mundane thing like oh it's buses and trains and those are boring and sidewalks and who cares but like this is literally the the nervous system in the blood and the guts and the in the bones of all of our interactions, no matter what. Uh, and I think it's something that we're especially trying to figure out um, in these days of COVID when we're stuck inside um, and we need to, and we're realizing what we um, are missing uh, with even the boring buses and the stupid trains. I mean, I even miss New York City subways. I miss the subway in New York City. So. Anyway, with that said, I guess we'll just do like a thing. Like I'll just say, hey man, who are you again? Just to remind us. Sure. Yeah, uh, um, I'm Kwaku and who are you? I'm Atu and this is Radio Zamunda, the dope shit. Okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just wanted to get in, right? Yeah. So so, so we had our nerdy sort of like engineery sort of like uh, conversation, but the other thing that's really fascinating about Zabe Bent and why I, I like her and I admire her is that she's got that nerd thing. She's also got that creative thing, which, which I guess we would technically call art. Um, that sort of spans a lot. See her face. <laughs> the people right. who are just listening, she just <laughs> technically would call that art. <laughs> no, 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 I, I meant like as opposed to like people. You know, people would be like, well, what's you know, transportation and um, urban planning? That's not art. And I, and I, I literally, I honestly think it is right. There's, there is a huge creative element and, and I think it's more, it's better served if you bring actual creative people, actual artistic people into it. Uh, and it 
it's not just numbers. Mm-hmm. Now we are going to see in my book why she has such an expansive mind about this stuff. And I think it's part of her. And she's giving me that face again because she's on, on that mad humble. But like Zabe Bent, I've told you in our, in our real life, I'm your hype man. Like you, you don't have to say shit. I'll be like, yo, Zabe's the dopest. Yo, she's like, uh, we're about to get into all the stuff that she does. So anyway, I've been babbling. It's also because I've been on Zooms all day and you know, it's been, a, been a thing. So yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Yeah, well, before, before she says this, yes, I, I want to add this one thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to not look at these things as siloed um, experiences mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, well, she does the engineering thing and then she takes off that hat mm-hmm. and then she puts on her so-called art hat. I'm just going to keep repeating that phrase. Really. <laughs> <laughs> where she does her so-called art stuff. Yeah. I'd like to think that they kind of all inform each other and they yes. make up this this amazing person who is Zabe. Yeah, and that's what I was trying to say, but you just said it so much more eloquently. Like that whole five minute rant, we should just cut it out because- No, we should leave it. No, we should, uh, clearly we should leave it, but- um, It's lovely. Yeah, yeah, but like that little soliloquy you just gave, I'm like, oh damn, man, you just- just gonna show out like that huh kwaku i'm just i'm just basically repeating what you said i'm just holding up the mirror that's it's easier to summarize right exactly right (laughs) i'm that annoying kid in class who's like so i think he meant to say say this (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like shut up nerd so um anyway for me um like i said one of the reasons i brought zabe in is because there's a there's a few things that you have sort of like allowed me to see or like you've like like little flashes of things where I'm like wait girl you do that wait girl you wait hold up wait but and then you did right like so I think the first inspiration for me to be like uh, I want to talk to Zabe about this stuff is you were posting pictures on Instagram of you were doing like a hundred day drawing thing where you were drawing gestures and figures uh and I was like oh girl I didn't know you could you could rock with the illustration like that. And it was uh, it was simple sort of line gestures, human line gestures. But um, as somebody who has dipped in and out of like illustration, it's, it's unbelievably hard to sort of like represent in two dimensions what we are in three dimensions. And so one thing I wanna say is like how, where did that start? start for you? And is that the sort of start for art with you in the, in the way that we think of art? Um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I am one of those nerd girls who started in um, maybe in the eighth grade when my brother put a comic book in my hand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this new world? What are you <laughs> talking about? Right? And I was just completely bought in and it was an x-men comic book and then i started reading new mutants and x-force and all that other stuff yes full-on marvel girl nerd Mm -hmm. and i was like i can do that i think Mm -hmm. and i've been figure drawing ever since then and fascinated and this kind of is the like math side i guess Mm -hmm. i have always been fascinated by how the muscles and joints and stuff fit together Mm And so figure drawing to me is really interesting because you get to figure out how do the muscles and such fit together and how do you imagine different um, sort of positioning and how the body works. Yeah. And that's also one of the reasons that I'm so fascinated by transportation and urban planning because you have to take apart all these different pieces and connect Mm -hmm. them back together and specifically transportation because it's, you know, these, these 
linkages that you have to make between places and how do you get around basically right. how do you where do you draw the lines um and i actually took a few different like i did watercolors in high school mm -hmm. and i took a bunch of drawing classes and foreign language classes were always my electives in college and oh. even in grad school mm -hmm. i made sure to take some extra too Mm -hmm. But it's the reason that I, I thought I was going to be an architect when I was a kid, because I was okay. like, I get to do math and I get to draw. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How cool would that be? Mm -hmm. And then, I, I, again, I was like, these people don't sleep and they don't make enough money. And there's no amount of sleep that I can be deprived of and still be a person that anyone else wants to be around. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah, that's really what it was. But I realized that I have always been the person in an office meeting, you'll find me doodling or drawing figures, always. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, always. It's interesting that you talked about or you compared it to some of the urban planning work that you do. Um, so I'm, I think I'm the only person on this call who, who probably hasn't really seen a comic book easily in the past 40 years, oh, man, maybe just, 35. Man. Come on. I, you know, in elementary school, someone showed me, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then my parents were like, no, we're not spending money on this. And oh. I was like, all right, so I guess that hobby's dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I still have my comics from the 80s. Like, they're they're, they're about six feet away from me right now. No, my parents were like, no, that's not a thing you're doing. We're, we, <laughs> they, they shut that down quickly. Uh, hilarious. Okay. So, Brethren, my parents are also immigrants. They're, yeah. They were not having it. I took every single cent that I had. Really? You were yeah, just like. Yeah, I was in it. Oh, me too. Me too. Wow. I was in it. So yeah. essentially, all right, I have no excuse is what I just heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so back to you. <laughs> uh, we don't ever do this, but I think Zabe should be the first guest where we actually release the video because the facial expressions alone, <laughs> whenever I say anything, it's just sort of like, all right, well, that was... That pretty much <laughs> shut me down for the next 15. It's amazing I even continue to talk on this uh, podcast. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, so my question was, um, you were talking about that comparison. And I was going to say, I don't know that much about comic books. So I'm taking a leap here. But the way you're describing musculature of, of uh, characters within stories or within comics, is there a piece of that that ties into the storytelling piece um, in general? And then have you found, you know, the way you were talking about breaking down transportations into individual lines, it feels like there's a lot of storytelling in both of these. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the storytelling of building of neighborhoods, the narratives of the different, the different users who would want to go from one place to another. Like when I, when I lived in Brooklyn, it would drive me insane that going from Park Slope to Green Point, it would make more sense for me to drive than to take the subway or to take a bus. It was just easier and quicker. Mm -hmm. But if I were going to the city, it was always easier to take the train. Mm -hmm. Do you find that you um, see that similarity as far as like the details and how they tie into the larger storytelling piece? And is there anything that you pulled from your love of comics and your understanding of that drawing piece that informs some of the urban planning that you do? So many answers for this question. Um, Good question. Yes, yes, yes. Great question. I love this. Um, yes is a short answer. I would say that I think the most successful planners, designers, engineers that I know who can sort of turn the question on its head and, and sort of come to a new outcome are the ones who are able to do storytelling. Because I think 
to some extent, some people need numbers. Some people need to know X percent of why people ends up with Z, you know, issue or whatever or outcome. Um, most people, their experience of, of the place that they live or work is an experiential paradigm and they need yeah. to have the story behind it. And I think the people who are able to create sound bites and create these sort of illusions between one or the other thing and tell a story are the people who are truly the most successful. And if you think about the politicians or, and orators and, you know, those kinds of people that, that succeed much in this world, in mm -hmm. our society, they are often storytellers. But I also think there's, for me at least, there's an element of um, the types of comic books that we read and the types of stories that we read as children and how we experience them as children versus how we understand them as adults. Mm. And at, you know, if you think about all of the, I was just talking about this um, because there's so many superhero stories being released these days. Mm -hmm. I've got a follow-up um, question that's, okay. tie, that's tying into what you're saying, but please yeah, continue. I like that. Um, I think it's interesting because there's this element of, of not politicizing the stories that we read as children or not politicizing the, the experiences that we witness or the ways that we, you know, absorb things like comic books, but they were all political. They all started as political statements mm. in one way or another. And so for me, it's never, I've never had the, the luxury of separating them from that sort of statement. And I do think there's a connection between those things. I think, you know, a lot of the, again, the, the, the people who are sort of changing the paradigm, they're able to see what it looks like in, we say in plan, like on a, on a plan drawing of the city or what have you and say like this, this is not just a line on a map, but it's a line on a map that goes somewhere, goes through somewhere and it touches all these different parts. And, and this is how they're connected by story. Yeah. So it's funny you were talking about like comic book stories, how we see them as kids versus adults. Last night, my wife and I were watching Wonder Woman 84. Okay. It came out yesterday. <laughs> and we didn't finish it. I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to ruin anything for anybody. Sure. I'm just, no you know, it's just we started hey, it late. Man, no problem. I, I'm, but, you know, I know you're not like me where things get spoiled if people even think about a key scene. <laughs> but <laughs> but if, in case there are other people who are listening that are like sure. that. Yeah. But one of the things we were talking about in the, you know, when we were watching it, we, were, we brought up the fact that normally superhero movies, there aren't huge reveals. You know where the story's going. Like the plot line, it, it's like there's good, there's evil. You know, it's typically a, a hero's journey one way or the other. And you watch it, not for the like the surprising like lost reveal or something like that, but you watch it because you want to see how they do it. Maybe there's an interesting fight scene. Maybe there's a thing with how they, you know, show the hero's powers and how maybe it's about the, the special effects, whatever it is. But you're, you're really more focused on the how because you know what the why is going to be. How does that tie into, I mean, you're not in your head, but how does this tie into everything else that you do? You know, cause, and you're gonna talk about this, Otto talked about how um, I think there's a piece, there's gonna be a culinary piece that we're going to talk about. There's this art piece. At a certain point when you're creating anything, you know, you're writing a song, the song's gonna be three and a half minutes, three minutes, you know, somewhere between three minutes, maybe pushing four if it's epic. You know, there's going to be a verse, there's going to be a chorus. Th those parts are just there, just like a superhero comic, just like you're laying out city streets. 
And the, what makes it interesting is the how. How do you transcend time and space when you're telling a story, when you're writing a song? You know, for me, all right, you're going to the second verse, you drop a ton of instrumentation, the changes are the same. Maybe you're adding another vocal line. You're doing the same thing, but it feels more interesting. With a hero story, you know, with a hero story, a comic book story, whatever, X-Men, whatever, it's like, you know what's going to happen. There's going to be a big battle at the end. There's something where the evil, the, the bad guy is, is spreading his tentacles out and people are affected and the superheroes are going to be like, wait a minute, we can't let this shit happen. So, <laughs> you know, the idea of like, you know what that format's going to be, but the how and the way that you make it interesting, you make it compelling. How do, how do you apply that to the things that you work on? All of them, not just, it doesn't just have to be urban planning. Um, You're like, it's too early uh, for this. <laughs> I mean, I would say that I understand it, and I think it's important to understand something like that. But I fight against it every single day, to, to be honest, because I think... What do you fight against? Be, be specific. I fight against the the normalcy that requires us to have an arc like that and only like that. Um, I think there's a danger in assuming that that is the arc for everyone. And mm. for me, I think part of it is that everyone who goes to a super movie, superhero movie isn't necessarily going to in, like internalize it in the same way. We might all come out saying, I loved it or I hated it, but the reasons why are going to be different. And I'm always interested both as a you know a, a, an engineer or what have you, or as a creative as well, what is the thing that makes it different for everyone's experience, and how can I tap into that thing, either so that I can understand you and understand how to change your mind about something, or to explain why this thing is important to you or to the person next to you, or to to give you a feeling that will resonate with you, so that you can take it with you into whatever you're going to do next. Now, so I'm always think... interested in the othering, the, mm. the other thing, mm -hmm. basically. Atto, I feel like you have a. I, I feel like you had a question. Well, yeah, it's it's sort of around the same thing. Um, what I found interesting and what I I like that we started with sort of the the figure drawings and the line drawings, um, because what I remember from engineering um, is I loved when you could solve an equation and the elegance of you know, canceling out the different constants and all that stuff. And then you come up with this simple, elegant equation. You know, one of the most famous ones obviously is like E equals MC squared. But if you see how he solved it, it was, it's like this huge sort of idea that then gets broken down to this really simple, beautiful equation. And I like to think that the things that we think are beautiful or, or connect with um, however we get to why we're, we're, we're seeing the beauty or we're having an emotional response to it, there's something about there's a simplicity and an elegance to it. So when I saw the stuff that you posted with your line drawings, for example, or your figure drawings, right, you were capturing an elegance and a simplicity in the gesture. You had a couple of dancers who I think were just like raising their hands up. And it's something that I realized that I couldn't do because I hadn't sort of in my drawing journey, I hadn't like really sort of practiced the simple lines. And then when I got back into the simple lines, right, I could see, I, I started to um, draw just with pen because the pencil allows you to erase and then you start to like, but with the pen, you have to make a stroke 
And that's the stroke you get. And what it taught me was the slightest little change in that stroke creates some kind of emotion, some kind of story. And I feel like the masters behind that, if we're talking about cooking, we're talking about making comic books and so forth, are the people who have somehow mastered that. And there's no way to even explain why I'm having an emotional reaction to it. I, I was just speaking of watching movies. I was watching, um, I was catching up on my Pixar movies, right? Because like, I think I was talking to Zabe before, um, like Pixar movies destroy me. They, they absolutely destroy me because they are so brilliantly wrought. And when I'm watching them, I'm not just crying because, you know, the Tom Hanks character in Toy Story is losing his, you know, love of his life or whatever. It's like when I'm watching the animation, I'm, I'm literally seeing the character breathe before he talks, right? And it's like somebody drew that. Somebody drew that intake of breath. Somebody drew that line that made it make sense. And so it, it, I, I'm not even really answer, asking a question here. Um, it, there's something about that simplicity that I think exists in, if we're gonna take it back to urban planning, why uh, like on a first principle level, why some places work for people yeah. and other, pe other places don't, why some neighborhoods connect and other neighborhoods don't. And I think these, the, the not having the specificity as why you put that road there, you just throw in some concrete down on the ground. I think that's a different thing than like having a reason why you did it. And, and that reason is a connection to the humanity of what you're doing. That's not really a question. I just I mean, a lot of good points, though. Is, is I mean, support. it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, again, I think this is what makes a truly great planner, designer, engineer, what, what have you, policymaker, is mm -hmm. you figure out what is the thing that makes the constituents, all of the constituents, right. um, enjoy a space or mm -hmm. enjoy an experience or you know, or at least not think about it. I mean, I think some of the most successful spaces are spaces that you go to and you sit there or you move through mm -hmm. and they're so well designed that you don't have to think about how you do that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it takes a lot. I mean, think about a gymnast and, you know, how they move through the air and it looks so easy. And you're like, I, I, yeah. I, I can't even do a split anymore. I mean, yeah. just thinking about these types of elements, I think, again, someone who understands and studies the work and studies the people and studies the sort of the, the function, the actual space mm -hmm. and actually thinks about how to put people in that space. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that to me is, is beauty, right? Like I yeah. do think that it's artful. It's, it's not just about, you know, what is the equation that says what the capacity of this road should be right. or what it actually is, but how should people experience this road? And then what is the design that matches that answer? Right. And, and when you think about that, because what I love about the way you talk about um, urban planning and transportation is you're always talking about trying to include the so-called others or the people who have been designated others. And how does, what does that look like? Um, forgive maybe just for the purposes of this discussion, being just a little bit pedestrian. And I think we, we talked about it in the last sort of installment of this, but who are the people who are othered in, in like your estimation? I mean, I think it depends on where you are in the world, where you are in a, in a country, in a city, in a, 
you know, in a neighborhood even. Um, and I think one of the elements that has always frustrated me is that we tend to focus on the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of connected back to the movie um, superheroes and that we focus on like the big thing. Right. And in transportation and, and urban planning, we think about you know, journeys to work and they're mm-hmm. predominantly focused on, <laughs> on the, um, the daytime. Another facial expression. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's okay. We're just going to ignore that. Yes. Zabe is staying at a place where there's children. So the children yeah. are you know, yeah. being children. And it's the day after yeah. Christmas and there are lots of new oh, folks. Yeah. So, yes. so there's that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, a lot of the things that we focus on are journey to work and journey to work then focuses on office work and that then gets us to focus on the nine to five, which then gets us to focus on peak hour, rush hour. And then it sort of zooms in, zooms in, zooms in, zoom, and it, you know, like now this is the thing that we're planning for. Uh, and if you think even about the census, the census really only collects data on journey to work. Uh, Most cities, your journey to work is 25, 30, maybe less percent of the overall daily trips. So uh, we are othering everyone else in that discussion. We are othering people who have to get to school. We are othering people who have to get to the hospital. We are othering people who want to go to the park. We are othering people who want to do anything but go to work between nine and five. We are othering shift workers who have to turn up before and after to clean or to do food service. We are othering restaurant workers who have to stay until however late to close down. Mm. We're, we're othering so many other people. We are also, of course, othering people who cannot afford a car that they need to drive between nine and five. So anyone you know, who is not wealthy enough to afford a car, who has chosen not to buy a car, who prefers to walk or bike or take transit. We're othering all of the other people who are not part of the, I get on a road, we're othering telework. Anyone who doesn't get on a road and go from A to B during the main time period. That means if you drop your kids off on your way to to work, you're not really, it's it's just all of everyone else is othered. Over time, we have made inroads where we're including more and more and more and more of those people. But we're still not there yet. We're nowhere near close enough, in my estimation, and in the estimation of so many other people. I mean, to me, that, that's, again, that's part of telling the story, right? You tell the story and yeah. you say, we have a peak, which is typically a commute hour work peak, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. we have peak, we have peak direction, like all mm-hmm. of those things. Mm-hmm. We focus on that. Everyone outside of that is off peak. The peak is two bloody hours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone else, any other I, trip is othered. I've I'll never. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I'm other. You're other. Yeah. You don't have you don't have a nine to five. I ain't got no nine to five job. Day. Nothing. Yeah. If you that have is... a physical disability, you are othered. If you speak a yeah. different language, you can't read the road sign. Yeah. Other. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's, again, that's why I love having these conversations, because um, I feel like the conversation, Kwaku, you and I had with uh, your man, Luca, from uh, Australia, which is the episode right before this one, um, where when you, what was revealed to me, or what I hadn't sort of like really processed in my head is how 
sort of education, um, the education of our people is based around sort of making people cogs and machine rather than sort of educating in a different way to like see, see the potential of the human being and like let that person sort of go out into society and be a contributing member to society. I've met, you know, in, in our current times, when I hear the word other, I immediately break it down to race and um, sort of like- Sexuality. Diversity. Yes, yeah, this kind of diversity. So when you, when you put the other that way, which also includes all of those things, it's mind expanding. Because again, here we are with another situation where it doesn't have to be this way. We are only we are only paying attention to the cogs in the machine, but we're not paying attention to the entire machine and what that machine could potentially do as, as a force of good and change that includes everybody, right? And then I was like, oh man, I think I'm, I'm, well, she's going to talk about others, but you know, I ain't one of those others, you know, because I, you know, I don't have some, I, you know, I'm healthy and all that stuff. But then it's like, oh, I'm healthy. oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm an other, right? I, and so uh, thank you for that, because I think that for somebody like me, who's sort of uninitiated to the urban planning and all that stuff, um, it's, it's, it's always good to, um, it's always good to have these kinds of revelations. Um, and so- You raise a really good point too, mm -hmm. the idea of how the education system is designed to uh, create people who would commute to a nine yeah. to five, mm -hmm. the same place mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. And so we basically have this one archetype that we're designing for, which mm -hmm. I think comes back to the point that Zabe was saying earlier, where she doesn't want to just tell the typical hero's journey yep. story that mm -hmm. you would see in comic books, but focus on a detail, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that was great. Again, you encapsulated, like I started going off in these rants and I started blah, 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 blah. And then I you love come the in like, yeah, no, but but you come in and you're like, so what he just said was. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying I'm your Obama interpreter? Pretty much, <laughs> right? As well do the talking, man, cause you know, you got that nice elegant shit going. You know what I'm saying? That like, like the simple equation was what I'm talking about, right? I'm the equation before you solve it. And then we just, can we just get to, can Kwaku just talk, please? Can no, Kwaku no, just say it? not at all. Um, not at all. We'll just say you're a good team. How about that? Yes, 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 yes. yes. So I, I got, to, I have to go to comics for a second. Um, have you read, uh, Zabe, have you read Saga? I have not. Girl, girl. Okay, girl. okay. Okay. Yes, I'm a girl. All right, girl. what's going on the list? Okay. Yes, should yeah. I read Saga? Can yes, get... you should read. Everybody should read Saga. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. Um, I, you know, I'm. I'm it, there are moments in. It, I don't mean to make this just about comic books, but um, there are moments in comic books that I still remember from when I was a kid, and not being sophisticated perhaps as a kid enough to understand what I was seeing, but having like an incredible emotional um, connection to something. Um, I don't know if you read back in the day, DC comics like Crisis on Infinite Earths, oh, yeah. right? So so there's, there's, a, um, there's an episode or an episode, a uh, cover where it's the death of Supergirl and it's Superman holding Supergirl and he's, crying and Superman's and, and Supergirl's just in his arms. I will never forget buying that comic because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. And then you raise it up and you're like, oh, and I was just like, oh my God, 
Now there are moments in Saga, which is a more recent comic that, I mean, there are panels that I've seen that have brought me to tears. And it's just because I forget the artist's name. Uh, I forget who's penning it. Uh, she's, her name is, I can't remember, but she will draw a gesture she will draw a, a, a full illustration of a person just getting out of a chair. And if you're paying attention to it, it's like, oh, she, like, with two dimensions, she has gotten the, the gravity, the physicality of that one gesture. Or she'll make a facial expression, because Kwaku's commenting on the facial expressions that you make, which are, like, perfect in the moment. You turn the page, and there it is, and it's like, how do you do that? Now, obviously, there's a lot of practice and so forth. Is it Fiona I... Staples? Is that who Fiona you Fiona Staples? Yes, Fiona Staples. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Fiona Staples. How do you know I didn't just know that, man? How do you know that I Googled that? <laughs> anyway, please continue. So, so anyway, um, I, I guess I'm, I'm getting to, again, these, these, these sort of the interstitial things that we, once we start to pay attention to, we, we start to actually understand, at least on an emotional, um, in an emotional way, why we respond to something. And I think in what you just said about sort of urban planning and the othering is that if we're not sort of clued into the story, um, if we're not included in the story, include into the story, and something is not designed with the sort of purpose in mind to be able to speak to all human beings, like those things get missed. And I think perhaps that's also why I think we're going through what we're going through now as a country in COVID, because we're all so sort of walking around with the blinders on and we're not sort of understanding the world in which we live in because we're taught to do that nine to five thing get up, get to work, get in the car, go, boom, come back. Don't look around. You don't have time to do this. And every mm. once in a while, something beautiful happens or something awful happens that forces you to pay attention. Now, part of that is that could be the city. Like that could be the place that we live is a place that in a sort of way of gesture has those stories built in. I think that we lost it, you know, the indigenous peoples all over the planets have that kind of thing. Again, I'm gonna bring Luca up again, our cat that we talked to from um, Australia who has um, a deep sort of knowledge or an interest in languages. And he's been, tra he's traveled all over the world. He knows indigenous um, Australian languages. And so the depth in which he has, has pursued these things is pretty incredible. Um, and so for me, how does that, does that sort of, um, because of the way your mind works and because of the way I sort of like admire the way your mind works and the, in, in the conversations that we have, is there, is there, if we take it back to superheroes, I'm going all over the place. If we take it back to superheroes and Zabe is our superhero, and we kind of asked this before, right? But what's your super city? What's your what's your place mm. where you go and you're like, it doesn't like wherever it is, what's your place when you go and you go, that's good right there. Even if it's like a corner of a sidewalk or something. I honestly don't think I have one of those. And that was mm. my answer the last time and maybe it was unsatisfying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean, I think, 
I don't think there's any perfect city. I think every city has like a corner of the city mm. or, you know, a neighborhood that you feel at home. And, you know, we've talked about this offline as well, yeah. where mm. there's just a, a neighborhood that you're like, this is my place, right? right. There's a culture to a place and, and that happens all over the, you know, the globe. But I also think that, you know, every city speaks to people differently. And I think everyone should have the luxury of finding that special city that is theirs in some way, shape or form and contributing back to that city yeah. that is theirs and in that special way that they can. And I think it's, and this is just sort of how my brain works. I think it's that diversity that is so rich and that is the diversity that I, I think is so wonderful about cities. Not to say that other, you know, urban or other planning forms, I guess, don't have that. I mean, certainly there are different types of elements in other suburban and exurban and rural places. Like, of course there are. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, there's a place in pretty much every city that I've ever visited, every city that I've ever lived in, um, that I just kind of, every city that I've worked in, in fact, mm -hmm. that I just love like this one spot. Right. And those, I think if you think about it, the, the city that you and then I'm totally off the cuff on this, so don't sure. quote me on anything, except I know we're sure. being recorded. But um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that the thing that's most interesting is, I, I think, because we all have these wonderful places that we love so much, I think that the place that we like to call our city, our home, is the one that has the most of those things or the most of those pieces that just fit together in that perfect way. But mm -hmm. most people have, like, love such and such a restaurant in such and such a place or such and such a neighborhood in such and such a city. Um, I think the place that we choose to live is the place that has the most of those or the most interesting of those or whatever like that. But I, people hate that I say this, by the way, I can see right. from Otto's face that he's like, this no, 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 but no. <laughs> I do feel like I'm, I'm now one of those people who's like, this is the greatest city on earth. I, yeah. I love, I love Kingston. I love New York. I love San yeah. Francisco. I love Berlin. You know, I love Joburg. You know, I, I think they're all great cities. I, you know, I love Star. They're, they're all just, they're wonderful cities. And it's just a question of like, where do you feel the most at home? And, and here's, here's how I'm gonna follow that up real quick. Real quick, right? Like. Real quick, real quick. You know why uh, Kwaku and both of you have heard me talk about how much I love Clinton Hill, Brooklyn, why I live here. When Zabe lived in Brooklyn before she sold out and moved down South, Wow, um, that was a lot. No, was hold, a on, lot. hold on, that, hold that on, hold on. That was a lot. I'm hey, about Raymond. to save it. I'm about okay. to save it. Okay. One of the other things Zabe does is she's an incredible cook and she posts things that she cooks much to my chagrin because it's, I can't have any of it. And there are these beautiful pictures of what she cooks and she also will like show you the recipe, all of that stuff. And then one time, I forget how we came upon this, but she was making some brownies, butter blonde brownies. And here's why I love my neighborhood. Cause I was like, yo, Zabe, can you hook me up? Oh, and banana bread, ooh, and some banana bread. And Zabe said, yeah, cool, uh, meet me 10.30, um, cause it was in the evening. Um, I'm going on my like, nightly walk wherever I go. I will drop off these butter blonde brownies for you. I said, cool. And we met right on the corner of Fort Greene Park and we both walked there 
and it's one of my Fort Greene Park is one of my favorite parks on the planet. It's Great a small park. little park and all that stuff, but it's just the way it connects the community. It's not like some grand Central Park thing, but it's beautiful. So this is the way I'm segueing into the cooking thing. So I take the brownies home and I eat one, right? I tried to eat one, right? The thing she did with this brownie, okay? I've had brownies in my life. I had lots of brownies in my life. But she... <laughs> it's it a brownie accent right there. It, it, that's the brownie accent. It, it wasn't sweet, sweet, sweet. And it just had just a little bit of salt and just coming off of the back, there was a little bit more sweetness and all that stuff. And I go, so this is my way of segueing into the cooking part of our show because Zabe can stick her foot in something and make it seem real good because those blondie butter browns didn't last and neither did. Oh, and then you were like, oh, you gave me the banana bread and you're like, yeah, just put some ice cream on top. And I didn't have time to get the ice cream because most of it was gone before I could get the ice cream. But <laughs> you gotta when it, I promoted it, I did. I did try it. Like I saved the last piece and then got some ice cream and then hooked it up. So you were right. So anyway, where's the cooking fall in here? I mean, mm. cooking saved me the first half of the pandemic, hands down, like easily, mm. just because partly because in the first few weeks, months, whatever, we couldn't find any food like mm -hmm. that was consistent. Like, I don't know how long it took me to get eggs. Um, and I've always loved cooking. I did a cooking course in Italy two years ago, maybe, maybe three mm. years now. Oh, I remember you posting those pictures too. Yeah. So, I mean, I like, I think part of it is, again, it's science and it's art, right? Like, uh, so there's another element that connects that. it all. Um, and especially like I used to, I almost don't want to admit this, but I used to throw away things that I baked. My grandmother was an amazing baker uh -huh. and... I would bake with her, and then when she passed, I would try to, like, recreate stuff, and I was just like, this doesn't taste right, or this cake is gummy, and it, into the bin it went, right? Like, I was right. just like, this is not, I can't claim this. Right. And so I went on this, like, journey to try to learn how to bake again mm -hmm. and to cook again, and I love the, the chemistry of it, the idea mm -hmm. that you have to figure out how do I make this thing happen it's just mm -hmm. a lot easier with cooking because you can add things to things after the fact, often, mm -hmm. not always, mm -hmm. but often. Mm -hmm. um, you cannot do that when you're baking, right? You have right. to know how the chemistry behind baking works and you have to understand what can be substituted for what and how it all fits together for either for flavor or for texture. And mm -hmm. I mean, one of my most interesting things is I, I have a huge, huge sweet tooth, but I don't like sweet things. But, you know, <laughs> like Asian... Asian desserts are amazing for me because it's mm. like just a hint of sugar, right, but you get, right. you get your dessert, right? Like there's, right. there's some element of it that is there. And mm. I love to figure out like, what is the smallest amount of sugar that I can include in this, still have it taste sweet and taste good, and then have all these other elements to it, which is why you ended up with these brown butter blondies in your life. Um, and then I add other things to it instead. And so I just, I think there's an element again of like catharsis of going through the process of figuring out what is the chemistry behind this and where can I add some creativity to make mm -hmm. it mine. Mm -hmm. So that, that's really what it was. And then there was a lot of the 100 day project that I was working on for this year was posting yeah. food photos and it saved my brain. 
during the oh, first right. months of the pandemic, for sure. Yeah, because that's what you were doing with the drawing as well. Yeah. It was a hundred day project. So yeah. what what is, you know, I, I want to get back to the food. Oh, Kwaku, you were about to say something? No. Well, I'm on this Instagram page. And, oh, uh, oh, yeah. See, yeah, you're going to be hungry. There's a lot of food no, on my Instagram. Horrible. I'm not going to yeah. follow you. Yeah. <laughs> Everything here looks amazing. Yeah. And, and still you I'm, won't follow me? No, because I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get to eat any of this. Yeah, yeah. Unless, 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 I mean, unless you do mail order. You'll see um, some of looking, my comments there, and my comments are all eye-rolling because it's like being, you know, it's, yo, this, everyone. what good is this picture Half of it's me. a la mode. The stuff yeah. that isn't a la mode, it's it's the chili. I'm yeah. seeing these peppers. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. I'm even, her, go- even her basic grilled cheese, I, I see a picture of that. I'm like, damn, girl. Dude, like pineapple upside down cake. Yeah, yeah. I see so. that. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so I talk like to food. me about the, what what is the origin about the uh, 100 day project? What, That's what not is, my project. Oh. Um, this is a project that happens every year in April. It starts in April and it runs oh. for a hundred days. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the woman who started it, but um, it has a website and everything. And it's it's oh. the arts world. You pick any project of any sort. The idea mm-hmm. is to get you consistently working on your project. Oh, beautiful! And it's I've done it a few years. Um, I don't do it every year, but I've done it for a few years. And every time I do it, I'm like, a oh, hundred days? How am I going to make it through a hundred days? Yeah. And every time I do it, I, you know, I'm just like, this is amazing. It's so great to know. I've got to get my creative juices flowing every day. I have to make sure right. to do this thing every day. That's Emma Rogan. Fantastic. Is that the person you're thinking of, Emma Rogan, who started it? Yeah. Why are you looking at me you, like you are? You, like, yeah, you <laughs> internet, internet man. You looking at me like, see, I know it. Like, you internet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, no, because the people are going to want to know. This, I want to know. I mean, it has a website. Go to the website. It's, it's brilliant. And it's starting in April. Um, okay. She also encourages people to just start a 100-day project. Yeah. Anytime you like. Just keep, keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, really interesting concept, which is great. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I definitely need. Uh, there's things that I've started that I have not finished just because, you know, the, the whole pandemic is getting to me. And I think, you know, I've already learned that having um, like a destination um, and having accountability is the best way to get anything done. Um, mm-hmm. And even Agreed. knowing that I'm still like, I want to try, you know, so it's yeah. like having that kind of thing is great. Oh, that's wonderful. 100 day project. Okay. All um, right, I've, I've got a question. Can I, can I go for it? Yes, please. <laughs> I feel like I say that in zombies, like, oh, God. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, where are we going now? I'm excited. <laughs> um, when you're talking about cooking, it was interesting you're saying, I love sugar, but I, I love sweets, but I don't like too much sugar. And so it's almost like that's the thing that you're focusing on, you know what I mean, within the story that's that 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 little that trick you're trying to turn you know mm. um dude you just found the theme of my life look at damn. you yeah is, is that is i mean is that the, you know but i mean the the dichotomy of that and how do i find that balance that yeah. that level where is that in the other things that you do oh like, you know what i mean where is the what is the sugar and how are you trying to cut it down mm. to hit that balance within these other mediums that you're in mm. Look at Kwaku getting all beat, bro. Look at okay, this. Um, I did not Google that question, by the mm. way. I just came up with that. Mm. <laughs> Before. that that's impressive. Sugar um, in my bowl. All right. I would say that 
for the most part, it's different in in everything that I do. There's there's a different thing that I'm trying to figure out. Like in my writing, um, I actually don't know if Otto has read any of my writing about home. No. So, I <laughs> if he had, he would have he would have mentioned it. I was just oh, gonna yeah. say he's probably <laughs> you know. he, he would probably bring it up at this point. But yeah. um, I'm always trying to figure out. I write a lot um, when I write about my family and Jamaica, I, I write in Patois and in English. Mm. And I'm always trying to figure out what is the sweet spot between those two things. Mm. Um, because Patois is, well, some people don't recognize it as a language. However, it is a language. <laughs> um, right. But there are elements that are close enough to English. And there's like, Jamaica is a weird place where there's like a language continuum. This is me nerding out on linguistics. And I'm going to mm. stop now. No, but, no, don't um, stop. Don't there's stop. this middle ground is. where I'm always trying to figure out how can I explain to the reader the thing that it is, but also give them the feeling that I get of being home or the feeling that somebody mm. else might want to convey. And so I'm always trying to dial up or down that feeling oh. in my writing. Oh. And it's most obvious in my writing about home, but it's... Mm -hmm. It's, it's present in all of my work. Um, and I would say, I mean, the food is, is a weird thing because I also think, you know, again, there's science and art in the food, but I always think of urban planning issues when I'm thinking of food because I think a lot of people separate our urban lives from like the rural country and it's these totally different places. And oh my gosh, and, and I'm like, we generate demand for freight. We generate demand for food. You know, people who complain about trucks on our roads or loading zones in front of their streets and, you know, things like that. And I'm like, it wouldn't be there if you didn't order stuff online. It wouldn't right. be there if your, you know, grocery store didn't need things delivered, right? Like, we're all interconnected. And so for me, what I'm realizing is that I'm, I'm always trying to make the connections to things. And I'm always trying to Fun elevate balance. the other. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was originally going to say the other the other or like you know sort of normalize it but i don't i don't i don't want to normalize that stuff i just i just mm. think everyone should be able to like recognize the variety of diversity that we all have i just i want to elevate the other so that it doesn't seem like it's this big thing and then everyone else and i'm like no that's not how it works in my brain right i i i, I stopped just because i love that what what you just said about connection and um and it seems like that's what you're just to recap what you just said that's maybe the overlying theme with everything that you do i mean obviously transportation is about connecting right and it's not just about a and b but it's like the emotional connection uh the the and and doing it simply and elegantly and beautifully so that everybody's also inspired and and feels included in it and that's what food is. I mean, for me, I always say, um, I don't know, I, maybe this is a Bible verse or something like that, but like, you know, that whole notion of like, you are what you eat, like literally you are what you eat, what you eat becomes you. And the person who's making that food for you is making a connection to you. They are giving you what's mm. going to turn into your hair or your eyesight or your thoughts. Like that happens because we're eating food, right? All of those things connect and, um, I think you talking about writing and talking about two, because we haven't even really gone into your writing yet, but uh, connecting at least two different cultures, right? The Patois culture, I'm 
air quoting here, um, and and the the not patois like the me culture, right? The people who like are like, I don't know what y'all Jamaicans are saying, but like it sounds cool. Um, and so, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, she's laughing because she knows y'all Jamaicans piss me off sometimes. I'm like, man, but I, I love you all. But I'm I I am jealous. I am jealous. I I will say that out loud. I am jealous because I'm like damn, that sounds good. I don't know what the hell they're saying. And then they're like, no, I just said hello. And I'm like, you did? Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's, a different, that's a different story. But it, it, it seems like connection is the thing. That it, it seems to be your driving force as an artist. Wow. I, I mean, would also throw in there, she's a bit of a scale too. What do you mean? She's a scale because there there's this duality that she's trying to create this, this oh, like balance scale. between yeah oh. yeah oh. you know like scale like the scales of justice or whatever yeah you know what I mean but she's trying to she's trying to um, create more weight in things that are otherwise oh. unseen so if we're talking about the detail you know we're talking about the details that make the comics pop or make the songs pop even if we're all following the same structure. She's focusing on those details. And so she's kind of like the scale of the things that are that are unseen or unnoticed or that are really necessary that we don't factor in because they're not part of this original uh, uh, design plan. Y'all make me oh. sound so cool. You're <laughs> just going to play this on loop, right? <laughs> <laughs> Big wow. meeting. Where's that podcast? <laughs> oh, that's kind of beautiful. But I think the connection comes to that. The connection, yeah. the connection comes to that because you you see these things that that through her work, whether it's food or or, or writing or whatever that you, that she's giving weight to, and then you you're able to create another connection to that part of whether it's culture uh, mm-hmm. or it, actually I think experience might be the best part. If you're if you're reducing the amount of sugar that's in something, then what do you taste more of as a result? So if you're yeah. thinking of this in terms of sound, if, Yo, if you are dropping, you know, like when doves, I'm going to say this in auto speak, when doves cry, <laughs> there's no bass in that song. <gasps> and so as a result of there being no bass in that song, you, you, it feels different. You hear things differently. Yes. You hear the drum machine more because, because there's only so much room for frequency. You know, I, you know. Wow. Only. Yeah, you just explained so- me to him in Prince. And yes, fascinating. Yo, because well, you got to speak Otto. You got to speak, yeah. But again, wow. remember when I was talking about the butter brown blondies, right? And because there, or is it brown brown butter brown blah, Fuck, alliteration is your thing. Too many brownies. Yes, but again, the thing that I noticed is like the expectation. I'm picking up a brownie. My experience with brownies is that they're very sweet and still good, but I love the brownie. I eat it and I'm like, wait, <gasps> there's this flavor and that flavor and that flavor and that texture and this thing on the box because I'm not overwhelmed by the one story. I'm, mm-hmm. I now, we've mm-hmm. taken out the one main story. It's sweet. And we've, we've now, we see all the interstitial pieces that are actually more important than the sweetness, right? This more important. And the experience is much more satisfying because mm-hmm. it, it stays with you. Like I, like this, this these You made a brownies, connection to it. I ate these brownies. She gave me these brownies in damn March. 
It, it's been months. I'm and still, still talking about, about these brownies. <laughs> yeah. Like, we need to continue the podcast because we didn't get to the brownies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that is you no. Know, that's wow. that is a brilliant observation. I, I oh my god, I love that. Oh my god. I will I will come yeah. on your show anytime y'all like. This has been awesome. Like Damn. wow, yeah. wow. <laughs> I, I did not know this about myself. <laughs> Yo. I mean, but and I'll, I'll go as far as saying, you know, if you go to like, you know, you're fortunate enough to go to like a really good restaurant, uh-huh. it is about that. There's, Absolutely. You're never drowning in portions. It's not this thing where you're putting salt. If you go to like one of those high-end sushi restaurants, they don't even give you soy sauce. They're yeah. like, no, it's been seasoned already. This yeah. fish is perfectly seasoned. Yeah. Yeah. You just eat it. You know, if you're looking at artwork, and I'm forgetting the name of the artist, but the, the artist that, that creates everything with like the small little strokes. Oh, uh, Chuck Close. Is it Close? I thought it was like Renoir. You know, like the 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 old like the picture of the people in the park. Yeah, but and he's doing like, it with like with like the little yeah, yeah pointillism. Yeah, Chuck Close, but I but, might be wrong. But either way, either way, yeah, yeah. it's like the process is there, but you're connecting with it in a different way because as you look closer, you're like, whoa, this is how this yeah. person created this, and so you you know you you value it in a different way. So food, music art pictures like really great photographs that you know when you're seeing all these amazing little details that involve timing so it's not just capturing the this this what's in the the 2d viewfinder but you're capturing an experience where you can connect to it because of this balance because of the thing that is not normally focused on that's brought to light i'm blown away i don't know what the hell to say anymore like yo That, that was amazing I don't I, I I recognize myself in that and yet I also don't. So yeah. bravo, man. That was brilliant. But you can't recognize yourself in it because you'd put too no, much pressure not. on yourself to do yeah. what you would normally do. You have to simplify it to like this is just the way I not even consciously. This yeah. is what I see and this is what I'm trying to capture. Yeah. Oh, that was essentially when we have these podcasts, I'm like, man, if I can ask one or two good questions, I want to continue doing this with me. <laughs> no, I make it a point to try to ask one to two good questions a podcast. And then the rest of it, I can just be myself and ask it and say, but, 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 but dead ass, it was also that feeling like, again, would bring it back to the equation where you're trying to figure it out. And then that's a really good, the first, like what, what just happened is we just solved the equation, right? We just, we just, Oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by that sort of revelation. Um, That was like Zabe should be more overwhelmed than you in the scenario. I mean, this is one of those interesting things, right? Like I, for a long time, I've been trying to make this connection between the left and right side of my brain. I took one of those ridiculous Mm. tests and you know how some people are like 75 and 25 order. I'm like 52, Mm, right? Like (laughs) I am like, you know, right in the middle. I'm, and so I'm like, okay, how do I make these things work better together all the time? Uh So I understand the thing that you're saying, and obviously I live it, right? And I, I'm right. always trying to to find that kernel in whatever it is that I'm doing that will resonate, right? That's that's essentially it. But putting in those terms that you've just put it in is really interesting to, yeah. to think about. Like, it is mind-blowing, but it's also like, I still got to just do my thing. Yeah, and That's yeah. a little bit daunting what you just said, so I'm just gonna... Right, so I'm going to ignore oh, that. Ignore yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Keep making amazing food that Kwaku will never get to taste. Yeah. So, to the, you're, you're in Georgia, you're in Atlanta? 
I am in Georgia, and You're eventually Georgia. all of the crazy will will come to some sort of new world order, and we will all be able to see each other again. Mm. I'm saying dinner party. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so going forward artistically, mm. yeah, I saw the intake of breath. <laughs> She's like, because I, because I, I know we have to show some of these. We have to show some. I of am these her hype man, dude. Man. Look at her face. Look at her face. I know, but that's the thing. Okay, like you don't have to answer this, but I have read some of Zabe's writing. I have tasted her cooking. I have seen her drawings. I don't know what all of that translates to. I'm not saying, well, you got to write a book or whatever, but I, mm, I oh man, I hope you write a book. <laughs> oh, that'd right? be amazing. I am right? working on and, a novel, but Otto already knows this, so I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I'm Maybe just he's like, leading so into it. This it is out the, into, yeah. You know, I'm not the woo woo guy. I'm just putting <laughs> this out into the universe. I'm saying that if you choose to, you know, as you are, are continuing to write and all that stuff, if you choose to like, keep doing that please let us know yes that progress yes you know what i mean if you choose to establish a baking company mm. please let us know that and then you know we get a discount like the radios and wouldn't discount you know yeah. what i'm saying <laughs> rz i got to rock my butter brown blondies you know what i mean yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> so i guess i'm asking and you don't have to answer is there anything that you have cooking up artistically that you're thinking of releasing to the general public? Um, I am working on a novel. I'm not going to say much about it because it's like, I don't know. It, it's been weighing on me for a while. I've been like constantly rewriting it. I have like literally about 20 versions of the first five chapters now. Mm. Um, it's all written and I just keep coming back and rehashing everything. So Are you trying to find balance within what you're working on. Yeah, see, I see what you did there. Connection. I see. You I, see, mm -hmm. I, see I see. I see you. I'm just trying to take the sugar I'm out. Just, I'm just asking. Just curious. Yeah. She's like, mm, too much mm -hmm. sugar. We got to. We got to. Let's <laughs> add some baking soda on it. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I just said Terrible. baking soda. I'm not sure. Terrible. Sorry. Um. <laughs> so yes, I'm working on that. Um. Okay. I will also say that I will happily. Um, participate in, collaborate in any amount of cookery associated with a in-person when we are finally, if possible, ever yes. to do a Radio Zamunda yes. in-person food food thing. Yo. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm there. So now, I'm, I'm there. Be, I'm okay. totally yeah. there. Did we not talk about this a couple of years ago? Like, Did like you? We should do this. Yeah. And I have we not talked listened about to doing this episode. It. No, we do. I think we talked about this. wasn't on. Oh, yeah, this was okay. <laughs> we talked about doing this, having like a dinner party, and having a theme, and then having specific former guests come, and then the dinner party would be tied to the theme, and we'd have a conversation. Remember, we were talking about and this whole thing. Having Zabe cook the dinner. Yo, no. see, see, bro, see what I'm, you did I, there. I, I yeah. love that stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's if, dope. Okay. if I had my druthers, I would do like a. Bi-weekly, monthly, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what time is anymore in pandemic no, world. No, yeah. So I don't know. But I would do a semi-frequent, you know, dinner among friends with conversations about these very things. Yes. And that would be yes. loads of fun. I would absolutely yes. do that. So. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm, I'm there. See? I'm there. No, Ooh, we, I'll, I'll we literally it. talked about this like two years. I think it was yeah, two we've, years ago. We've, we've discussed this a couple of times. And we're like, how would we do this and how would we capture it? Because Man. we want to be able to. No, we got this. We got this. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is fait accompli. Yeah. Okay. 
that's good. Is that some patois there? What what was that? Was that no, that? I've I've tried patois. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. You see if you see her face, she's giving me <laughs> no. that. Just mm. no. Yeah, yeah. Mm -mm. I've had my run-ins with my Jamaican friends and it's never gone well. So I love you guys. I love you guys. Yeah. So uh anyway, I think this is a wow. good place to, to break. This off. is a good can yeah, I can I can I say one thing? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna put this out, Zabe. You don't have to do this at all in any sort of way, but I'm just gonna bring this up. I don't know if you read Questlove's uh, biography that he released a couple of years ago. It is on my my to be read. I, this is the thing with people who write to be read very long mm -hmm. list, but it's there. Sure. I haven't read it yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, he did this thing, which was really interesting where each chapter he corresponded to a specific track. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. You know, it was mm -hmm. like, a, like a specific mm -hmm. song, you know, you know, he's just an encyclopedia of, of music and all of yeah. that. You know, and as you were talking about your book, not that they have to do this, but I thought it'd be really interesting. I what when when Otto said you're writing a book, I thought it'd be really interesting if you were able to create something that combined a lot of these different mediums that you work in. Mm. There is a lot of food mm. in a different collection that I'm working on of of my writing. There is a lot See? of food in it. Like mm -hmm. to the point where I shared it with a friend and she was like instantly hungry. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's, but yeah, I've been trying to figure out how to make that work more consistently. But yeah, food, language, cities yeah. figure yeah. heavily in, in, in my okay. creative work. You know, I always. Mean, it, I mean, yeah. There, I mean, and all, all good art is a reflection of society, like what you can do and what you can't do. Yes. And so what I would add to that is how would the way our society's changed as a result of COVID create more opportunity for you to combine these different mediums into, um, into some sort of artistic piece that you could share with people? Now, you don't have to answer this showing off. Now I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to answer it because I don't have the answer. I talk to my therapist. You don't have to. I talk no. to my therapist about this all the time. <laughs> no, but seriously. Your therapist called me. It's weird. Now you call me. This is how I know all this stuff. This is... You guys are best friends, aren't you? Just pen pals. Um... But yeah, I no, mean, just... this is, this is something that I think about for real in my work every day in my day job where I'm trying to figure out how to, how do we move differently, you know, with the pandemic, both now during and moving forward especially since a lot of people seem to think we're in recovery and i'm like are we though yeah. so there's that um and i think about how it has changed the way that we all interact mm -hmm. and the way that people create mm -hmm. for whatever purposes they're creating and where i want my place to be i think about that all the time we're, how we find joy how we find all safety how we find comfort and and it feels like a lot of what you do sort of fills some of those things. People find comfort in art. People find comfort in food. People find joy in yeah. art. People find joy in food. People find comfort and joy within efficiency. I know a yeah. lot of people like this. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing, like as far as the urban planning part, that's there. Like, you know, um, uh, what is it? The design. Did we talk about this the last time? The design of everyday things? Have you we did not book? talk about this. Yeah. But this know. is a thing that, I, I mean, I love this book. I think it's a fascinating book. And I also think there's a, not just efficiency, people find joy also in normalcy. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think normalcy is a thing we should embrace right now. Mm -hmm. And I know that's yep. good for some people and that's what they need. And I'm like, please do not literally smother me with normal right now. This is not right. normal. And mm -hmm. I don't 
think it's healthy to think of this as normal. And if that's right. what you need, then you need to acknowledge that's what you need, not what not everybody, everybody else needs. Right. I think right. it's the opposite. This is the time where you can experiment because there is no time. Nothing is normal. Nothing feels the way it should. So why not take a risk? Mm-hmm. I mean, in whatever it is you're doing. I hear you. And this is how I'm trying to think about my own life, right? But I'm, I'm just a hundred percent aware, especially in, in my field, that a lot of people are seeking normal right now because it's, it's scary, you know, yeah. like a lot of people don't know what's going on. And if you can imagine, you know, all of the engineers in your lives and not just engineers, but anyone who likes to get, you know, a problem with an answer, Mm-hmm. then the that is the normal that they are looking for right now when everything yeah. seems completely abnormal. But I, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm a cynic, but I'm, I'm going with realist. <laughs> and I, I, I cannot even imagine thinking about how much we are perpetuating normal in a way that is damaging to us. Yep. Yep. So I'm, I'm like, where are the innovators? Yep. Where are the innovators that are including people who have been othered? <laughs> Where are the creatives? What, you know, what are we all doing and how can we support each other in this moment and help each other find the right path for ourselves as individuals, as well as for society? That's what I'm rocking right now. I would add, based upon your description, all of us have been othered. We just don't realize it. Exactly. Bridgman. Yes. hundred percent. Oh, she, she threw some patois at you, so uh, no, I didn't understand that word. I was like, uh, I'm yeah, just gonna yeah, smile yeah, yeah. and no, nod, no, just no, not saying I don't dope. ruin that this moment. Dope. Oh my god, <laughs> that was that was Zabe. That was such a joy to bring you on. I I can't tell you. I always love learning things, and I always love the revelations. I I, I always love going into something thinking that I have you know, a general idea of how it's going to happen. And, you know, I, I, I know this stuff and then like just being blown away. That is, um, it's happened on a couple of occasions in this conversation and it's always great food for thought because it's always good to have these conversations and to sort of figure out the things that you think, you know, and then relearn something. It's just beautiful. So I, I, I really respect you as a person, as an artist, as a thinker. You know I do. I'm always like, yo, Zabe, it was dope. Oh, my God. Where'd you come up with that, dude? Like, you know, so <laughs> thank you for your time. Like, you are a, a great mind. And um, it's just, it's wonderful to, uh, to be able to sit down and rap like this. So I thank you so much. Damn. Thank you so much. It has been a, a real treat being able to explain all of the different things that are going on in the world through my own eyes to all of you mm-hmm. and to get feedback on it and mm-hmm. also to be explained all kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> he read you for filth, girl. You know, he I read mean, you for filth. I wasn't going to say to, to, to be read, but, you know, that's kind of <laughs> what happened. And I'm okay with it. You know, I'm going to absorb it. Way. Right. I was just going to say that, you know, I know the intention with which it was given. I'm just going to absorb it, think on it. And then it's, it's lovely to, to finally meet you, Kaku. In I, I appreciate person. being inspired by you. Yeah, in person, right. <laughs> I, air quotes. Right. Yep. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to hear, to hear the stuff and be inspired by you. I mean, it's, it is, I mean, I know it's going to be hard for you to, to leave the tiny Zoom box, but it is brilliant and amazing the way you have crafted your world of vision and, and, and spread out across these different mediums, um, but yet finding connection between all of them. That is, I mean, you know, I, I currently, primarily most of my work is in education and what you're doing is what, if I, if I could get one out of 15 kids 
to be mm. able to to feel as empowered and as connected to the world in this way i th- that success that's beyond success that's it's it's amazing so thank you for joining us today dope thank and you. who are you oh me i'm i'm kwaku who are you i'm atu and this is radio zamunda the dope shit and who have we been rapping with but my friend of many years my 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 friend's annoying little sister who's now like this amazing person (laughs) (laughs) zabe bent thank you so much zabe yes thank you both it's been a real treat thank you sweet all right awesome all right Peace. Listen, Peace. listen, listen, listen. One of the ideas is a remix project. You've done it once, you can do it again, again, again. Leo Coltrane all sun on his dash, like lines between numbers of running up the ave. I figured I hold on to something from the past, then later on explain to whoever wanna ask it. This day matters more than it did last night. Never blink, everything's fair game, well, that's life. Right. No discount, no half price, believe in what's happening. That was our first two parter, direct two parter, yeah, in a while, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. There's just so much here. Yeah. Um, but I gotta say, you know, I'm a little jealous of the, the connection that you made with the way she works, sort of like the the sort of pinch of sugar that makes you sort of enjoy the sugar, but like the out overriding story, the inclusive of the inclusion of all the other ingredient ingredients and how important all of those are to the actual story. Um, that shit, my dude, was brilliant. You bringing that, um, you making that connection between all the things that she does. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. That yeah. idea came from how you talked about EMC squared being a larger formula, because mm. I didn't know that. Mm, 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 yeah. And so when you said that, I was like, oh, because yeah. that's what, to me, you were literally describing it. So I wasn't joking right. about just, holding up the mirror and being your Obama interpreter <laughs> literally said the same thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I just said the dumbed down version. <laughs> right. 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 Man. I love, like I said, I said a bunch of times in the, in the, in the interviews like that, the, all those revelations, like thinking, you know, something about some, something, and then being presented with a different way of looking at it. Right. Mm. Um, it makes me think of the book that I'm, I've just only started reading um, and I'm reading it slowly because it's a devastating book. It's uh, Isabel Clark's book um, called Cast uh, that, uh-huh. that, that just came out in the last I couple of months. Um, I Isabel Wil- Wilkerson, sorry, not Clark, Isabel Wilkerson. Um, and, um, you know, her present, you know, it's about race, but in the context of like a caste system, like they have in India and comparing it, yep. comparing the two things. And of course, you know, I'm a black man, so I understand race in America. Like I, I live it every day, but reading it from her perspective and seeing the lens that she uh, presents it in, it's, it's mind blowing. And mm. so when Zabe was talking about, I said, Hey, who do you think, you know, are the others that aren't being included in urban planning and then the way she broke it all down to the the brass tacks of who was being included and who the others were including me being another um i think is is the reason why i do this outside of being able to rap with you a lot is 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 having things revealed to me thinking having new 
ideas um, sort of presented in a way that can make me think about what I think I know and go, mm -hmm. oh man, everything needs to be re-examined. And every last thing about me, about you, about the world, about how we connect. And so again, um, I got to pat myself on the back because that was my <laughs> guess, bro. That was mine. Zabe was mine, bro. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and we didn't. I didn't get a chance to bring this up or chatting with her, but I think there's power in being another. Mm -hmm. When you are in a place where everything's designed for you, it is very easy to become comfortable mm. with it within oh, that space. Yeah, and also to not have the motivation, the need, or the range, or the ability to recognize other perspectives. But when oh. you're coming from the space of being an other, you know what it's like to be left out, to be outside of the norm. And I think there's a level of power that's involved with that. You're, yeah. you're never going to be comfortable. You know, it's why we had so many left-handed presidents, even though the world is designed for right-handed people. You know what I mean? That, that feeling of other, I think, pushes you. And I think there's some of that, you know, we, I mean, maybe this is the next time I talk with her, but maybe there's some of that other that has pushed Zabe to be the person that she is as well. Well, it also, it, it's a, a recurring theme in our Radio Zamunda talks and guests that you've just made another fucking connection. So I'm now again jealous is, <laughs> you know, what you said about when everything is designed for you, when you're the center of the story at all times, it, it kills your own creativity. When you're I too agree. comfortable, yeah. when you're too, when you have too much access to everything, yeah. You don't have any creativity. You don't have an, an ability to see the other, but you also have no ability to sort of get yourself out of it, right? Yeah. Whereas the others are the blues musicians, are our mm -hmm. man that we just talked to that's coming up later, who, oh my God. I'm Adarius? Thinking, Adarius, right? He's a guest that's coming up um, in a couple of episodes, but he said, oh, I need this this sound. So he took a guitar and then threw an MPC recorder in it. You guys will understand when you, when you see <laughs> you the hear episode, episode, when you hear yeah. the episode. But yeah. again, the creativity becomes from being an other, a need to express yourself and a need to be part of the story or recognized in the story. Mm -hmm. Not that you're not part of the story. I am part of the story and I'm an important part. Here's what I'm doing. That is that's a brilliant observation. And I think that's exactly who she is. And yeah. so she sees the importance and she, she rev, not revels in it, but like her, her otherness is mm. what makes her so goddamn special. It's, I would push on that. Yeah. Her, her ability to balance the importance of otherness mm -hmm. with what is happening currently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because with her, it's about that balance. It's about yeah. like, what is, the, what is the minimum amount of this that I can add mm -hmm. where I can still get that feeling, but mm -hmm. I'm still, I'm still acknowledging everything else around instead right. of being overwhelmed. Yeah. And, you know, you won't get this because you're not a comic book dude, but she brought up her favorite comics were X-Men and New Mutants and all of those things. And those comics are all about being the other in no, society. That makes sense. That makes sense. So we just, you know, Zabe needs to send us some money because you we just saying? figured her shit out. She you doesn't have to go to therapy. She mentioned going to therapy, so she doesn't have to go to therapy anymore. Right. Um, and uh, you're welcome, Zabe. You're welcome. I'd be happy with a couple of meals. I don't even. I don't even I don't yeah. Even okay. Work. Yeah. You know, what I mean, if she, those. you know, if I get those brownies you keep talking about, bro, bro, <laughs> I can't even say it. It's butter brown butter blondies. 
I'm, I'm telling you, it'll change your life, change your life. I mean, but even, even, so even that, like what she talked about when she's, when she said why she liked cooking and the yeah. combination of science mm -hmm. and artistry, yep. and specifically with baking, mm -hmm. because yes. you can't go back in yes. and fix it afterwards. Mm -hmm. You know, that to me, that's like what she's, she's describing Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club and she's mm -hmm. cooking with four tracks, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and she has to make those. And you even, you brought this up. You're like, you have to choose X yeah. when you're doing something. So she has to, all right. The taste wise, this is what I'm going to do. And then going on to that fourth track, and that's going to be the final thing. And I can't yep. change anything afterwards. Yep. It's drawing with a pen instead of a pencil. You yes. Know, it's it's yes. trusting your instinct and letting and letting what happens is going to happen. You know, it's what we love about jazz music. It's yep. what we love about the improvisational sort of nature of jazz it's like this is what's going to happen you know miles davis you know maybe maybe two takes and that's going on the record yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh, giant steps um uh john coltrane's one of his you know most famous pieces and I i'd never heard this description because as you probably already know you know jazz cats they just show up mm -hmm. and they know what key and you know yeah. coltrane or whoever is you know sort of like the 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 architect will say yeah we're gonna play in this time tempo and i'm gonna want you know cannonball you start and then i'm gonna go to uh, red garling and then and we're mm -hmm. gonna just like start talking and they never and 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 so giant steps is a really complicated piece yep. um it's you know the terminology better than i do but it like it changes keys it's like it's all over the time place. signatures yeah the time signatures and so forth and um i think is it red garland who's playing piano on it if you really listen to it he's like trying to keep up right and i think they recorded that in one take or maybe two and so imagine just showing up and it's like it's going to be in this key and then we're going to switch here da 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 come along <laughs> and yeah. you're just you're just creating in the moment and you're you're drawing with that pen you're being like you know you're you're taking all the skill set that you br uh, you brought to something and you like you just have to fly and you just have to trust what you're doing and so i think that's also part of the the joy of what you're saying with the baking right i don't know right. how to bake but like i understand that's like yeah you added too much salt there ain't nothing you can do about it now that's, that's it. it's that's that's the record you know it's, it's on there yeah and think about this you're talking about this guy who so first of all he's playing with coltrane so he mm -hmm. has to be good. yeah yeah this yeah. isn't his first session yeah. yeah and so this is someone who's used to playing their instrument at a mm -hmm. high level mm -hmm. used to going to recording sessions mm -hmm. and from what i'm hearing from what you've just said somehow mm -hmm. coltrane creates an environment mm -hmm. this dude is going to struggle a little bit yeah to make choices yep and is doing things and from this place of not being all right all right cool well we're at this we're in this key i know i can play these scales mm -hmm. you know but i'm going to challenge you mm -hmm. to force you to do something yep. that is more creative than what you would have normally done if you're just going through the mm -hmm. motions mm -hmm. if everything has been designed specifically for you already yes. If yes. everything's been written down for you yes. already, because yes. you're already thinking that you're the one who's going to show up, so we're going to make it easy for you. Nope. Right. Right. So that's man. We we got we got deep. I'm just trying to check and make sure who played the piano on that. I love how there's someone listening. Oh, right Tommy now. Flanagan. How do you not know Tommy Tommy yeah. Flanagan? That's yeah. what I have. Okay. Okay. Not Red Garland, but no problem. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And here we go. We can barely get through a solo before Coltrane took over, but that. Uh, that is, and this is Google, but yeah. that is amazing. I mean, yeah. I think like this is what um, I, I, you know, 
that's what I feel like I'm constantly trying to do that in a mm. bunch of different ways. Like this yeah. podcast, there's a level of this. And even you've said, all right, well, we need to change this now because we know how to do this. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, what are these different things that you can do to make yourself uncomfortable to mm -hmm. push mm -hmm. yourself creatively? Mm -hmm. Because similar to what Zabe said, a lot of people in times of uncertainty are looking for comfort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is our nature. That is what we try to do. So how do we change that? How do we flip that? Yeah. How do we, in times of uncertainty, look to take risks, look to do something because we know that there isn't an established um, uh, whatever uh, mm -hmm. format, bureaucracy. It's going to be like, nope, that's not the way we do things. Right. Because we do think, well, now all that's thrown out the window. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's beautiful. We figured <laughs> out the world. Cool. <laughs> Uh, with that said, who are you? I am Kwaku, and who are you? I'm Otto, and this is Radio Zamunda, the dope shit. You know it. Man, that was dope. In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun, and snap! The job's a game. And every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake, a lark, a spree. It's very clear to see. Sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way.